यू आर लिस्निंग टू पॉपकास्ट विद गरिमा हेलो एंड वेलकम टू पॉप शॉट्स शॉट्स आर स्मॉल डोजेस ऑफ डोप दैट आई स्पेशली पिक आउट फ्रॉम द कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट यू विल लिसन ऑन द फुल एपिसोड ऑफ पॉपकास्ट रिमेंबर मेंटॉस मेंटॉस दिमाग की बत्ती जला दे just like that shots give you micro doses of learnings to help you unlearn and evolve hello everybody and welcome to pop shots you are listening to my conversation with gurmeher kaur activist and author digital peace ambassador we're talking about peace digital peace and my question of whether there's hope left among all of us There's so much more to this conversation. Please stay tuned. It's a very little micro um episode which I've which which is mostly, you know, an excerpt of my conversation with her. Um and I've called this out so that you don't miss this because this is an important one. So, um listen to the main episode as well. Listen to another pop shots and here you go. You spoke about digital peace. So, uh congratulations on becoming the digital peace ambassador though. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a very I, interesting job. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What do you actually I, I get really to do? Because there's so much that we need peace in terms of digital peace mostly. So what is it like? So we're so basically with Microsoft what we're and with, with digital peace now what we're working towards is we are planning to mobilize people in countries um to be a part of this movement that asks world leaders and nation states to stop attacking other nation states via cyber warfare and very recently we came to know how you know people with cambridge analytica that people can hack into your data everything you've been doing, been doing on the internet and through that manipulate voter behavior and we don't think and instinctively we're not we don't think that ha- hacking into a system could be so harmful but at this point cyber warfare the act is one of the biggest act of wars that we are seeing that has no control like the, with the geneva convention there were some controls on what is allowed in a war war zone what is not allowed with yeah. cyber warfare any country can do what can do your healthcare systems hack into your rbi um you know or your financial portals take data um hmm. even like right now hack into your computer and record everything you're saying and doing and use that against you and i think and there really needs to be some and that's what the organization believes and that's what i believe i think there needs to be some control on 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 this not just control this this way of warfare shouldn't exist yeah. is one thing and if it is something that is going to happen how do we control it um but that's what the project is about and this is very interesting it's in its baby stage but uh, but we're going on with it Yeah it, I mean it does sound interesting it's it's on a much macro level compared to what the digital piece in our day to day lives would mean I'm sure it's on a bigger spectrum yeah yeah because right now I mean we we're living in such a polarized time that you know there's like so much economical so societal inequality and it has been there for centuries so how do we like stay calm now with all the cancel culture that's going along with everything that's on the internet how do the netizens actually ensure peace to this country for me i think the first thing has to be stop like i'm i'm definitely a big a big i mean i'm a part of this world right which is 
the activist influencer almost the sort of thing and i often think about it and i just and it's not something that that exists by choice it exists because it exists for me it wasn't it's not a it's not the work that i do the work that i do is i write books the work that i do is my like my work is my masters my research projects my um you know my involvements with whatever organizations i've been involved with like that's my work um right. my social media is just my social media as it is with everybody else it's a place where i voice my thoughts i think what people need to what we as consumers always need to understand is that just stop looking at people and their tweets and the views to make up your own i think critical engagement is so important and i say that don't look at me if i say something you better question me hmm. if somebody is saying something you better question them right you can't just you know you can't just get involved in this almost like a mob like space where one person says something and you're just like i like this person because they seem cool and they seem to be on the right side of things so i'm just going to agree with them mm-hmm. you have to question because the moment you start because even as activists or even as um as as students or as it's just like young people and thinkers you know what's our biggest problem right now um when we talk about when we talk about our older generation is that you're not critically asking you're not critically thinking you know if if this particular leader has, is giving this statement or this islamophobic statement you're not questioning oh why did you say that you just say oh this person goes to this temple or this person who play prays the way i pray and this person is from the same caste as me this person is from the same religion as me and this person is representing the community that i largely belong to so i will agree with what they're saying which is exactly what has led to this problem that we have in our country right and i think we as young people need to do the same just because somebody largely aligns with our ideology largely aligns with our ideas largely aligns with our progressive views does not mean you just buy into whatever they are saying i think as citizens we constantly need to question it doesn't matter what spectrum what political spectrum you're you you see yourself in you have to constantly ask questions if you don't then then we're just when then we're just like then we're just sheep we're yeah. just like following people around yeah in and the same herd we have to have our own brains we have to have own minds um and i think that's just one thing about polarization about cancel culture about about just internet culture is don't look at people to make up your own views go on google scholar type out the word you're looking for look at the thing with the highest citation read the paper it's a lot of work but you know what it's the work you have to put in yeah yeah go on because, youtube watch a video if that's what you want yeah. to do yeah because um, there's like yeah. this hunger to know everything and be woke and then comment on every little thing is literally plaguing everybody and it's not doing you know good to anybody yeah i yeah. think i think definitely i think i think hunger is fine i think hunger is great to to feel strongly about everything is brilliant yeah. i think what i find particularly problematic and annoying almost is that is to have a hot take on everything hmm. how how does one individual have a hot take on everything in the world it's beyond me yeah how could you be an expert in everything <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's right. I'm, just, I'm shocked. You know, I've seen I've seen people who've spent 
years working on their PhDs or being or being involved in an NGO that work, looks at one particular thing. And even they, you know, in, they, these are not people with social media presence, right? And and when you go to them, and even they sit back and some and they think through everything that they can comment on. And often they can only comment on what they've known for many, many years. And they, you know, they avoid commenting on other things. And then you see an 18 year old just being an expert on every, you, you, I think we as citizens need to realize that you, one person can't be an expert on everything. Yeah. You know, how do you, how are we consuming our, our information? And that behavior of consumption is so important to monitor. It's not to say, oh, that 18-year-old can't be smart enough, right? Of course they are smart enough. Of course they have a voice. And of course they should put out their opinions and their thoughts and their feelings. But to put out your thoughts, feelings, emotions as a running commentary is one thing. But to put out a solid, like, this is what is the ultimate truth is a bit like, I am a bit cautious. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> not a good idea I, I i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go down the hard-working lane and just like read yeah. through a lot more than than see an instagram or a tweet and just make up my mind so i think that's very important on and that's something that i do i don't comment on everything i i just think it's very ingenuous um it gets you likes it gets you it gets you retweets it gets you uh it gets you like a bit of uh you know popularity and fame and you know the more the more false things but i think it doesn't what it doesn't every time you tweet or at least for me that's, that's something that i do every time i tweet and every time i say something my question is am i adding to the ongoing conversation or am i just repeating something that somebody else has already said but i'm repeating it in a snarkier more fashionable or more funny manner Mm-hmm. And it's who does it serve at the end of the day? Does my tweet serve me and my personal agenda of, you know, being retweeted? Or does my tweet add to an ongoing conversation? Um, and that's the thing that as researchers or as, as academics, you're always, what does your thesis do? Or what does your project do? Does it add to an ongoing conversation? Or are you just repeating? Because if you're just repeating, that's not a project worth funding. So for me, it's always, yeah. if I'm going to say something, it better be, it it better be an addition as opposed to a repetition of something that's existed before. You can build on a lot of things that people have said, but don't just say something because you feel that you have to say something. Right. Not everybody has to say, has to have a comment on everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are so politically aligned and you know everything, but I really want to ask you this question. I don't. That's the thing. I really don't. I just listen. Yeah. Even, no, but even the second book, which is a very political book, it's a book where I'm listening, hmm. you know, where I'm just the medium that's writing and that's analyzing what's presented in front of me in a very transparent manner and yeah. not quite saying that this is the ultimate truth. Um, hmm. It's just, it's, it's a lot of like consumption. And I guess via me, do you can, when through that book, do you consume um, what I just, I did, I, I I don't, I don't know everything. No, I wouldn't say that. But, okay. I'm still learning a lot. You are, but what I'm indicating is that, can you give me some of the questions that even if you know you're not political, but as, a, as an aware mm-hmm. citizen or as, as a citizen of this country, that you should be asking these questions to the leadership of your country because not everybody is aligned into politics or journalism or campaigning or activism. And 
so as a student like you know what are the things that we should be asking people in power before making our own decisions no just ask whatever you vote them in you don't have to think before asking your questions hmm hmm i mean you have to think before giving a statement as most leaders should and i wish they did they would thought like 10 million times before declaring something as the ultimate truth your leaders and your citizens but i think when it comes down to questions you question everything if it impacts you you question it why shouldn't you question it if yeah. it's something that bothers you if it's something that moves you if it's something that you're impacted by directly yeah um i want to know from you because we were talking about the book so i really want to know from you what mm-hmm. has changed from save the du campaign to jamia protest you've published two books in the interim and um your last book was a lot about hope and with everything that's happening in our country right from the growing intolerance how do we ensure peace plus how do we ensure hope in people you know because there is none left now especially post covid era i'm talking about i think for me especially i think hope is what keeps you going we keep saying there's none left but we're still hanging out we're still hanging around not we why why are you doing this podcast why are we still on twitter reading why are we still writing our articles why are we still you know why are we still going going out in the streets and protesting why are we still being like wow how dare this person say this you know how dare that person say this um what is hopelessness hopelessness is disengagement it's i can't do anything i'm mm. i better i might as well just not engage i might as well not consume i might as well not say anything you know we do we are doing this thing even if it's a very weak sense of hope it's still hope it's still just like faint hope that you know what if i just do this one thing we might get somewhere right um right. and i think you know hope doesn't have to be this great big positive sunshine sunflower this giant light that just you know embraces you and takes you on this world you know life changing world changing movement that's not what hope is like hope is yeah. like what keeps you going um if and i think and and that exists in like every sphere of your life um so i wouldn't say we're all hopeless um i wouldn't say we're all hopeless i think i think the exact opposite i feel like i feel like there's more hope than ever if the more we're shouting the more we're screaming and there's definitely going to be um there is no way there is no way that you could have a, you could act so much and for there not to be any change right and that change manifests in like the smallest things it may not manifest in immediately in in the biggest thing but it will manifest in the smallest things as you've seen in america now well it's not it's not the biggest revolution ever but yeah. hello we we have a brown woman as a american vice president who's an immigrant right a person of color a woman an immigrant in the white house you know yeah they have problematic policies definitely do um but there's you know there's a little bit of change and i think change will not happen we wish we wish it would happen instinctively immediately but even if it's little things you take it and you keep marching on and i think that's how hope works i think hope is not like this big magical thing nothing really is it's just like you're ever going like continuous just yeah 
it's just what keeps you going in everyday life. You know, hope that I'll get a better job, hope that my salary will increase, hope that my partner would like me more, hope that my partner and I would stop fighting, hope that my mother would be more proud of me if I do this, you know, hope that my um yeah, it's it's just yeah. hope that gets you going, right? right. What I mean, else of course it's not going? an overnight it's magical phenomenon. It, it has to be steady, continuous, yeah. slow, gradual process. Yeah. Achha. सब्सक्राइब कर लो तो पता चल जाएगा अब ये सुन लिया है तो पूरा एपिसोड भी जाके सुन लो उसमें प्लेलिस्ट भी है एंड ऑल दी अदर कॉन्वर्सेशन यू कैन चेक आउट द प्ले लिस्ट ऑन स्पॉटिफाई इट्स कॉल्ड द पॉपकास्ट प्ले लिस्ट ऑल्सो प्लीज गो सब्सक्राइब ऑन यूट्यूब एंड सी यू सुन बाय